Hey, welcome back everybody. In the last episode, I shared part one of my interview with a freight broker bonding expert. Today, we're gonna pick up where we left off. Here's part two, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. So number three, last but not least, yeah, absolutely. We, we started touching on this earlier, and, and, that, and that's understanding bond claims. I want to make sure that all of your students understand what this is, what these claims are, how impactful they can be for their, their business, and, you know, what you could do to try to mitigate that risk. And, you know, ultimately, when it comes to, to bond claims, as we mentioned, the most common example is going to be a claims triggered when you don't pay a motor carrier on time. So what can you do as a freight broker to try to mitigate risk? Number one, understand payment terms of all contracts you go into. I mean, that's a first that goes without saying, but, you know, as you grow your business and you go under more and more contracts, it's possible that, I mean, we're all humans, you can get mixed up and, uh, but you got to make sure you're paying close attention to that, you know, make sure you have a solid carrier, uh, broker carrier agreement, which clearly outlines the payment terms and understand the wording of, of each contract, specifically when it comes to the payment terms, like, is payment due upon receipt of the invoice or proof of delivery? But that that's 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 responsibility of the freight broker when you go into those contracts to make sure you know when you're supposed to pay these guys. Um, the second thing I'd recommend, and this this is going to come across as common sense, but but it's an important thing to consider. Whether you're a freight broker in any line of business, but particularly for freight brokers where claim frequency is quite high, work to establish good working relationships with your motor carriers and. What I mean by that is in, in the digital age, we see it happen. I, I, I'm guilty of this myself. You can be, a, you can be a, you know, working with someone for five plus years and never actually pick up the phone and talk to them. And I'm not saying you have to go uh, take every motor carrier out to dinner and establish a close personal relationship, but work on communication. Uh, when you do that, hopefully that your good faith comes comes to you um, in the event that you get you get caught up in something personal or or you're buried in work and you're a day late on payment. You'd hope to create an environment where maybe somebody might pick the phone up the day after something's due and say, hey, where, where's, where's that payment? Certainly don't want to have that be a repeat occurrence where they're having to call you all the time because no matter how friendly you are, eventually they'll get fed up. But uh, you hope to get the benefit of the doubt uh, from, the, from the motor carriers you're working with and, and, and establishing a good working relationship with them where they know you as, you know, as a person and not just a bunch of letters on an email, that could definitely make a difference as well. Yeah, um, I agree. Let's let's talk about that for a second because, you know, here's the thing that you have to understand as a new broker or an agent is that you have you really have you really have three customers as a broker. Carriers are actually cut in a way customers to you, right? Because without those carriers, you're not going to move any freight. So you should treat carriers just as well, if not better, as you treat your shippers, which is the second group of customers, right? So you've got shippers, you've got carriers. And then the third one I always consider is employees, people that work for you. These are people that you have responsibilities to, right? So you're in a partnership, you're in a marriage, you're in a relationship. So pick up the phone, exactly what Vic said. Develop a relationship. You should be treating your carriers just as good, if not better, than your shippers. So, you know, I, I know tons of brokers who like to operate just through email or just through voicemail or just through text or just through digital. But the fact is the power of picking up the phone and actually developing a relationship, not only will it not only will it prevent a lot of the potentially prevent a lot of these claims, but a little enhance your relationship and allow you 
to do more with that carrier, right? You maybe you're moving one lane or two lanes, but because you haven't taken the time to actually develop a relationship, there's a whole set of uh, of tools and resources and opportunities that are sitting there with that carrier that you don't even know about because you're keeping everything at arm's length. So develop strong relationships with those carriers, develop strong relationships with all your vendors. I don't care if they're software providers, I don't care if they're surety bond providers, I don't care if they're motor carriers, I don't care who they are, develop strong relationships with them. And when, when issues do come up, that phone call is going to save a lot of hassle and a lot of grief. Okay. So no, I appreciate you diving into that. I think that's really important. So Vic, is there anything else you want to share before we jump into Q and A? You know, um, when it comes to uh, one more point on claims and, uh, and thanks for elaborating on that. That's, uh, it, it, it's a really important piece. And again, it does seem like common sense talking about the establishing good relationships, but it's kind of the sign of the times. A lot of people get comfortable with emails. So yeah, I, sometimes it, common sense is not real common. Yeah. Well, I was gonna, <laughs> the last uh, the last comment on claims. Um, sometimes, yeah, if you do things the right way and you establish good relationships, you pay people on time. You're not, hopefully you're not going to have claim activity. But even some of the best freight you know freight brokers that we represent, they're, they're not immune to claim activity. So sometimes it's not just a matter of if, but when a claim might be filed against your bond and. Sometimes these aren't legitimate, as you hinted at earlier. Um, there's some things that are excluded from the bond, like in interstate commerce is covered by the bond, intrastate is not. But if um, if you do have the uh, you know, unfortunate event of having a claim placed against your bond, it really helps to have an advocate, especially if you haven't done this before and you have no experience holding a bond or, or navigating through the claims process. Most bond agencies out there have zero involvement on the claims. They take your money, to, and then and they, they take your premium, they get your bond filed through the carrier. And then next time you hear from them will be when your renewals up, when your renewal is up, when they want more money. We at Lance Surety actually have a full-time claims manager. Uh, we've had him for the past five years. We identified that there was a way we could add value to our customers based on the frequency of claims to try to help, help them navigate through the process. And he's not a miracle worker. He's not gonna pay your claim for you. Uh, he doesn't have any magic phrases that just make them disappear. But what he does, this facilitates communication and can help serve as your advocate to the bond company. And that, that goes a long way because depending on where you get bonded, you're, the, the, the motor carrier that's putting a claim against your bond, they're, they put a claim against your bond. They're not necessarily picking up the phone and saying, hey, uh, by the way, I just put a claim against your bond. Sometimes they might, but oftentimes they don't. If you're waiting on like a billion dollar insurance company's uh, claims department to you know, reach out to you proactively and lay everything out in a calm legible format for, you know, ahead of time so you can squash it before it becomes a problem, that, that, that's a risk. So our claims manager is very proactive, connected with the claims managers at the carriers to uh, really push anytime there's a claim for any one of our clients' bonds to get that information. Oftentimes, the freight broker had no idea that there was a claim. And many times, it was the, the, the load was already paid for or whatnot, and they provide documentation, and it just gets either rejected or the whole issue gets resolved. But you want to be careful when you're applying. Yes, you want the lowest price out there, but you also want to be, you know, uh, aware of, of what am I actually buying, uh, buying and what service is that agency providing aside from just getting my bond filed with the FMCSA for me. Because again, if claim happens, it's nice to have an advocate there who knows what they're doing to help support you. So it, to summarize claims, you never want to have a surety pay out a claim on your behalf. If you do, your bond's very likely going to get canceled and you may have difficulty getting bonded again. And two, uh, tied to that, do everything you can as a freight broker to try to avoid claim activity. 
doing the things we mentioned and uh, just trying to run, stay on top of your business, pay people on time and, and do things the right way. So that's, uh, I know that was long winded, but no, then, that's uh, fine. Perfect. Those are the no, I love points it. that I wanted to make sure we, we, uh, we got through to, to, to your students. All right. So here, if you guys are curious of what your bond is going to cost and you want to get a, an actual quote from someone who represents multiple, multiple carriers that do these broker bonds, go to freightbrokerbootcamp.com forward slash bond. You're going to get a link to an application. It'll take you probably 60 seconds to fill it out. And then Lance and his team are going to get in touch with you and discuss exactly what that looks like for you in your business based on your exact profile, where you stand today. So you don't have to guess on what that cost is going to be. Again, if you're already a freight broker and you're curious, if you are paying too much, feel free to reach out to Lance too. Also through that application, he'll, he'll do the exact same thing for you. And for those of you that are curious, if you're sitting here and you're, maybe you're a first timer or you've been listening to some of these lives or watching some of these videos uh, but you have yet to really understand what freight brokering is all about and this stuff's flying over your head uh, and you want to become a freight broker freight agent, check out freightbrokerbootcamp.com. We've trained over 10,000 students, been in business over a decade. Um, you know, we offer a 60 day, 100% money back guarantee. So you can definitely check that out. Absolutely risk-free. So, Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.